0: This is Tatooine Sons, a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to listen to the galaxy's greatest Star Wars podcasts, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Sabres Podcast, Generation X-Wing, Rogue Squadrons Podcast, Skyhoppers Podcast, The Nerd Room, San Diego Sabres Radio Podcast, Less Than 12 Parsecs Podcast, and Retro Inc. Podcast. Visit StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first step into a larger world. Welcome, Star Wars fans, to episode 68 of Tatooine Sons. We're finally coming down off the Star Wars Celebration High and getting over the con crud. This week, we'll give our full breakdown of the teaser trailer for The Rise of Skywalker. Which Skywalker is it talking about? Was that the Death Star and that laugh at the end? Plus, we'll break down the Star Wars Resistance panel and give some fun hot takes on all the crazy news from the past week. Roll it again. It's time for Tatooine sons. It's true. All I What is the name of the porg on the Millennium Falcon? The force is strong in my family. What do you think his name is? It's a big moment. I am a Jedi. Like my father before me.
1: Maybe Turbis?
0: Do. Or do not. There is no try. Turbis? (laughs) Pablo, if you're listening to this live stream, (laughs) that pork's name is now Turbis. (laughs) It's a good Star Wars name. We're not done yet. These guys recorded an awesome podcast called Tatooine Sons. Everybody was lit. Welcome, Star Wars fans. This is Tatooine Sons, your weekly look at all things Star Wars. From the unique perspective of a father sharing his love for the amazing space fantasy saga with his two sons. I am BB Nate, and I'm joined first by my brother, Samuel the Hutt. My to Star Wars fans, thanks for tuning in. And I, I got I got it, I got it. And if you're not a Star Wars fan, sorry, he's trying to direct me. And if you're not a Star Wars fan, then you're probably not having a hard time reintegrating back into society. Well, it's not been easy. It hasn't. In combination with a lot of things. So night. if
1: you're if you're listening to this, it may not be um, clear as to what Sam was referring there uh, to. So we've got our camera that you're watching us on on YouTube uh, right now. If you're watching the YouTube version of this, um, set up obviously here. But we also open up um, a f- secret Facebook page for our Patreon supporters when we record. It's not secret. Well, I mean, it's it's exclusive to them. They have to be a member, and we only let Patreon members in. So, and it's facing over here. So the problem is when we rec- generally that's the recording we use for our YouTube. Right, right. So we were used to facing this way when we talked, but then we realized we need
0: to face this way. So anyway, that's. That's but we're meant. we're getting there. We're good. And of course, you can have Star Wars without bizarre father figures. So on that note, here's my dad, the Bautista. I got. Uh,
1: I am finally, I think, about ninety percent uh, back to physically normal when it comes to the con. I want I want to call con? it the con crud. What people, do you guys want to call conflue. Conflue. The conflue. it? The con flu. The con flu. Just makes sounds better. It, it, for me, it sounds wrong because it reminds me here, of here. How about this? Confluence. Con cold. Yeah. People come back from celebration sick every year. It happened in 2017 Con cold to all of us. It's happened to all of us here. Maybe, Nate, you were sick when we got
0: back or I'm you were sick on sick. the way.
1: You're still a little sick. You're getting better but not great. Are you
0: getting it? I've been having problems with like stuffy noses and stuff lately but not as bad as it could be. I've had it. I had it from my
1: like, day one, uh, day two when we were there. And then, of course, Sunday um, when it sleeted, snowed all day long, it made it worse. But... These are the kinds of problems that you have when you get to go to Star Wars Celebration. And I know a lot of you listening and watching didn't have that opportunity. So we're not complaining. But that's uh, just that. So, Sam, you were talking about it's hard to, to reintegrate uh, into the, the real back world. Back
0: into society, yeah. Ex- explain Sipiety. what you mean by that. like no, I just got a like, bad feeling about this. Not everyone's wearing Star Wars shirts. You can't talk to everyone about Star Wars. I got cool It's Star depressing. Wars. I was at Youth the other night, and I'm just kind of like – I can't really talk to any of these people about Star Wars. And I kind of got sad. I'm like, I miss it. Didn't stop me. I've been talking
1: about it at work like crazy. In fact, I've been getting gifts. You guys, if you're watching on video, you can see some of them. So I got a Chewy flashlight. Somebody gave it to me. I wish it made noise. It doesn't. Oh. 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 So, anyway, it doesn't make noise. And what else? We got this uh, amazing, I don't know if it's a pencil color pencil drawing or paint but it's got Leia and then you've got Chewie R- you, know, you got your headphones on so we got C-3- C-3PO and R2-D2 on there and then today somebody brought me stickers oh, oh really yeah oh, really? I took a picture and put it on Twitter so, oh. uh, so anyway we've been talking about Star Wars at work because people are like why not I mean I'm the boss true Thank dad you. so anyway I feel like I'm in the wrong spot on video. All right. So. Uh, Moving on. We got some iTunes reviews. We did. Yeah. So we should read those because How those people I'm are kidding. amazing to us. Um, so we have Ron from North Carolina. Hello, Ron. Ron um, gave us five stars on April 7th. I don't think uh, we've had a chance to do uh, like a full scale, regular, normal podcast since then. So right. that's why we didn't have. We had two of them on April 7th, actually. Uh, good luck at Celebration Fellas. Hope you all have some great memories. Hashtag family. Hash, hashtag Kenobi movie. Yeah, we did didn't a, we, we didn't get a Kenobi. Uh, yeah, we, we didn't get a Kenobi announcement. I really wanted a Kenobi announcement. We didn't get it. Do nope. you think we're going to get one at D23? No.
0: You it didn't it here. 2020, Anaheim. You I think, think Anaheim gonna 2020
1: is going to be huge. Galax, we'll talk about that. We haven't, That's not even actually on the agenda for today. So Galaxies, uh, or Star Wars Celebration 2020, Anaheim, Galaxy's Edge will be open. Uh, there was no movie announced for 2020, so I think that that's where we'll get all the Diesel's and Ryan's trilogy. We're going to get off and wise. Off and wise. basically everything. In yeah, there's a lot really of stuff that's still coming out. Time. They didn't announce much at all. At Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot. But they announced a lot of stuff sort of around Celebration. The day before, during interviews, at Celebration. Just <laughs> not at the panels. But we'll talk about some of that uh, going forward. Uh, yeah, so so thank you, Ron, from North Carolina. We also got another one. I like this name significantly. I think it's great. Could you stop fidgeting with the courts? Thank you. Um, McWeirdo123. I love it. Yeah, very nice. Uh, another five stars on April 7th. Thank you very much, McWeirdo.
0: What do we do on the 7th You're the best. I don't know. Maybe
1: we just, they listen to our podcast. and The seventh was um, the day that it came out. Uh,
0: the episode F- came tomorrow, out. No, and no. I put
1: such a big deal about We didn't have reviews on the last official episode. We got two reviews. Thanks, guys. Uh, McWeirdo123. This podcast is out of this galaxy. Thank you very much. What an awesome dynamic of a dad and two sons. Great discussion and interaction with everything Star Wars. A must listen to for any Star Wars fan.
0: who would give us
1: one star? Somebody did. What? Two people give us one star ratings in the past. Boo. Yeah. Haters gonna hate.
0: All right. Um, Toxic um, Star Wars fan base. That's why it's hard to do podcasts. Toxic. So toxic.
1: Yeah. So um, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Uh, and we've got we got a new Patreon supporter wow. oh pretty awesome very pumped about this I need to find a good do signature. we have two new
0: Patreon supporters uh
1: hold on well no, no we have... impressive most impressive I'm not gonna uh, speak over Darth Vader because I'm gonna get forced to show. Um, we have a new Patreon supporter Kate Disney-Lugers I don't know if Disney is her real name or There's Disney a guy Lugar. at work whose last name's actually Disney. It could like be he's related to Disney. If that's like, like her maiden name, Disney Luger's, Disney being her maiden name, um, but she's yeah. one of our new Jedi Council. Oh, um, and that also puts her at a senior producer level for the show. Seniors. Uh, yeah, senior So we have three different person. levels for that We have our producers at $10 We have our senior producers at 25 And if we ever have any of these Jedi Legends um, Which we've had in the past And we will have again hopefully in the future someday uh, Jedi Legends, they are our executive producers And we're going to talk more about that at the end. But you guys have an opportunity um, to – actually, let's talk about that right now. You get an opportunity to speak into the show at the producer level and above, $10 above. So if you are thinking about what it would be like to be a producer of a a Star Wars podcast, this is your opportunity. You get to help suggest topics. You get to uh, get feedback. We've been doing that. We've got feedback going into tonight from some of our producers. Um, You get to be a part of the show. All right. You're fidgeting. Thank you. All right. All right. Uh, sorry, just had to to be a dad for a second there uh, with BB Nate. Um, yeah, so yeah, you get to be a producer. You get to give us ideas. Uh, we get feedback from you. Uh, we're trying to get that more and more integrated, and we're excited about that. So Kate Disney Lugers, uh became a new Patreon supporter at the $25 level, which makes her a senior producer. Cool. So Thank you. Yeah, come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Good job. And then we had Eric McGilvray, who's been one of our Patreon supporters for several months now. Um, at the $1 level, who upgraded his support from $1 to $10 in order to be a part of the Sticker of the Month Club, like everybody $10 and above are, and also to be a producer of the show. And
0: getting autographed.
1: And of course, if you sign up before, great point, BB Nate. Thank you very much. Uh, We've got a special deal going until May the 4th, 2019. So in case you happen to listen to this podcast someday down the road, I mean, we still have people that are going back and commenting on our first episode. Um, um, on, wow. on, our, wow. on our podcast services So uh, that's December 2017 So if this is after May the 4th 2019 This doesn't apply to you But if it's before that uh, And you become
0: Are you brainless? <laughs> <laughs> I never asked that question how well, that's that how that happen? <laughs> I guess, was, I guess it was telling us that... All right. So anyway, if you sign up to become
1: a $10 a month or above supporter before May the 4th, you're going to get a special autographed, personalized autographed photo of us, the three of us, from Star Wars Celebration 2019. It's going to be a collage of some of our favorite photos, including me in my bow tie Jedi gang costume with the turbos support bow tie, uh, Samuel the Hutt as Jabba the Hutt, and BB Nate as BB-8. That was a lot of fun. We did. That was cool. It was cool walking around. Lots of kids. We had one kid try to give B.B. Nate a hug. It was awesome.
0: So. Well, uh, one guy challenged Nate and I off to dance off. They wanted us to dance so off. So you did the floss? Yeah, I, I did floss. and people loved it. You know, of yeah. the flossing is not something you see every day. Definitely not. So, um... Yeah, I hope that's now immortalized on YouTube. I hope somebody somewhere. has it on video. Somebody. I know he has it on video. I just don't know where it is. Yeah, I hope have yeah, we'll so. on it. So.
1: Yeah, so that's it. So uh, what we're going to do uh, before we move to our podcast poll of the week is... I don't think we do have a poll. No. Right, we'll come back to that in a second. We really, actually, we'll just skip the podcast poll of the week. We don't have one this week because we were so busy with other stuff. We just, you know, so Didn't you. do a poll. Uh, but So that, normally we would do our podcast poll results. Right. We're going to skip that go straight into our next segment. But before that... BB Nate's going to tell you how you can become a producer uh, of our show on Patreon.
0: Hey guys, it's BB Nate from Tatooine Sons. I really hope you've enjoyed our wall-to-wall coverage of Star Wars Celebration in Chicago. Sam and I love Star Wars and talking about it with our dad. But even more than that, we love that kids can listen to or watch our show. Family-friendly, positive Star Wars conversation is what we're all about. If you want more access to Tatooine Sons, please consider becoming a Patreon supporter on Patreon. You get tons of behind-the-scenes content while helping us fund even more family-friendly Star Wars podcasts and videos, and until May the 4th be with you, we've got a special offer for new Patreons, but you just have a few days to take advantage of it. Everyone who becomes a sponsor at our Jedi Master level before May 4th will receive an autographed photo of me, Sam, and Dad from Celebration. And that's on top of receiving our sticker of the month, early release of our podcast poll of the week, and producer status for the show, including the opportunity to suggest topics, poll questions, guest interviews, and more. Of course, you can always turn your support up or down if you need to. We just want you to know how amazing we think you are and grateful we are for your support. Make sure you head over to patreon.com slash sons to watch our welcome video and learn more. And sign up for Saturday, May 4th. May the Force be with you, and make Turbis canon. One of the highlights of Star Wars Celebration in Chicago was the Season 2 sneak peek of Star Wars Resistance, we were there for the whole thing, and even had a special moment with Kazuta and Ziona afterwards. It's time for Resistance Recap. We have a mission for you. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters.
1: How do we blow it up? There's always a way to do that. Droid, please. Light it up. That yeah, maybe the last time I have to say light it up on why? the show. Where was Kevin's? Huh? Where was Cad's? No, we'll do that. I didn't say why did ah. you say that? So why? okay, so be so, Sam, in Samuel the Hutt is upset because I am <laughs> he expected us to have a new bumper. But yeah. we just got back at 3 a.m. on Tuesday morning, and yeah. I went to work, and I've worked every day since, and I haven't created the new bumper for Resistance Recap. That's why I was just saying that will be the last time that you'll probably hear me say "light it up" on the uh, bumper, because next week uh, it will sound very different. Um, so should we just go ahead and let no, all the listeners? No.
0: Don't spoil it. No, I want to. I want to play we... it, and then we're going to edit it oh, over the track. Can yeah. we just say how proud we are of Sam for saying? the name right this time
1: which name did you say right Kazuda Ziona Kazuda Ziona let's listen to to see let's see if, uh, if if Kaz has anything to say about Tatooine Sons
0: I got reached out at Star Wars Celebration by Tatooine Sons and uh I don't know if you guys know who this is but uh my name is Kaz and I'm a big fan of their show so if you guys could check them out they were really awesome. Love their podcast, love the people. Really, really awesome family. And you know what? They made it to the panel. So they got to see sneak peek season 2 episode 1 of Star Wars Resistance. Stay awesome, guys. I hope to see you out there. Keep watching. Stay
1: with the Resistance. Don't join the dark side. Oh, wow. We got an endorsement from Kaz himself. Wow. Right, don't get cocky I won't Okay, so the story behind that I guess we got to tell it uh, BB Nate Why don't you share What? Uh, why don't you share the story Of the whole weekend What we were trying to get uh, set up And what ended up eventually happening Quit fidgeting Well, there's, there's Oh, see, that's what happens when you fidget You knock over your microphone Your daddy knows just best
0: your hands. Just stop, <laughs> alright? Okay, so but, tell us the whole story There we go so, for the whole weekend and way before that, we were trying to get an interview with Christopher Sean. Which he said on Twitter he was going to give us. Don't get salty. You might be... I'm listening. not being salty. I'm you just might, saying. You might be listening. No, it's. I totally
1: get it. I'm going to completely defend him and back him up here in a second and talk about how awesome he is. And... So, I just need to explain that the reason that we were pursuing this interview was because he said he was going to give us one. Okay, so go. Do you want to explain No, I just <laughs> wanted to explain that part. So, <laughs> God. So, Ugh.
0: we kept trying to get it, and the last day comes, and we still haven't heard anything I back I Haven't heard a word
1: from him. I was, like, stressing big time.
0: So, Sammy and I, this was the end of the day. The convention was about to close at 5 o'clock. Closing
1: ceremonies were over at this point.
0: And Sammy and I were... Finishing out Vader Immortal, which I was happy we could get into. Yeah.
1: We'll Last talk about, second. maybe we should mention that in the Anything Else segment, even though it's not Last long. second. Yeah.
0: And uh, after that, we, look, we we're looking around at stuff that, like, we could find to buy or something. And Dad says, hey, we need to come back. Christopher Sean says we're going to meet up. And, like, so we start rushing back, and we we're about to head up all the way up to the stairs, and Dad stops us. I'm carrying
1: all of their, their gear, their luggage, I think. With me on my shoulders, baby. And,
0: and then we uh, head down there and go to his autograph uh, station. Table. Table. And it was kind of cool how they had that set up because all the resistance people were... All together. All together. Yeah. That was cool. And uh, so we met up with him.
1: Yeah. And he, and he uh, took a photo with us. Mm-hmm. And uh, he signed... A picture of Kaz. A picture of Kaz. But he personalized. Then he it. personalized to us, and then gave us another autograph that he had signed that was smudged. smudged. Yeah, it wasn't personalized, but it was it was smudged. Uh, gave us that, and then said, you know, basically his schedule was just jammed from the time he got there until the time he left because of interviews, the panels, getting ready for the panels, uh, photo ops, autographs, and he literally didn't have time uh, to to do the interview. But he reached out to us at the last minute and wanted to try to keep as much of his promise as he could on that, which is all that I I had hoped for. Had us come over there, loved it. Uh, he was so cool about everything, explained what was going on, took the photos, signed the autographs, and then says, I want to record something for you guys. Just a quick shout out if we can. So we threw our computer together and got the mic ready to go. as fast as we've ever fast done Fast as we have it. ever done. And, uh, and boom, there we go. So next week... We will be. I will cut that in, that shout out from Cas from Christopher Sean. I will cut that over uh, the Resistance uh, theme song like we've got and create a new bumper. We will finally have a fully. Uh, resistance bumper uh,
0: and for it's the show. cool because and it'll you be can't better it than from anybody else
1: because it'll be personalized. See? That's
0: going to be pretty cool. Yeah. I, you know, one of the things that I, was one of my highlights of celebration right there was meeting him. And it's cool because I'm listening to that bumper and I like can visualize what he, you know, him in in my head while he was recording it, which was pretty neat. So, anyway,
1: it what was pretty awesome. About. And then the other thing was cool because we were standing there talking about. Um, trying to get things together and, and leave, and you guys hadn't gotten what you were looking to get on the show floor yet. And I was explaining, you know, our thing is more um, for us to just, we don't we, we, like, we, we don't buy stuff, we build memories and experiences. And he was over back at his own table, 15, 20 feet away, finishing his stuff up that he needed to do. And you all of a sudden you hear him go, that's right. And then I look over and he's like, yeah, I was listening. And he's like, that's what I do with my kids, uh, too. Yeah. So that was kind of cool uh, with it. So thanks for being a part of our Star Wars Celebration Experience, Sean, uh, Christopher Sean. Um, and I, 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 I'm really excited about this. But let's talk about Star Wars Resistance Season 2 and the panel. So, Sam, yeah. you get to go. There's, like, descriptions that you can just figure it out.
0: Yes. Yeah, have fun with that. Yeah, because I'm not really sure why you have all these executive producers. These are the people that were on the panel. Oh. Uh, yeah, See, so you got, you so, got to think. So, so the people on the panel um, were Justin Rich. The executive producers were Justin Ridge, Athena Portillo, yeah. and Brandon yeah. Um, Arman, yeah. yeah, And they were joined by cast, master, cast members cast Christopher me. Sean, Susie oh, McGrath. Pretty He's pretty awesome yeah, He is pretty interesting. Um, Susie McGrath. I've heard he to our show,
1: by the way. Just want to say it. Just one more time. You done? you done? No, hold on. Hold on. Great kid. Don't get cocky. Okay, go ahead.
0: Susie McGrath. Mm-hmm. Scott Lawrence. Damn,
1: yeah. Oh, Yeager. Woo! Yeah. Yeager. Yeah.
0: Marina Velasco.
1: Marina Velasco. That's a
0: Toradoza. Yeah. Donald Faison. Oh, yeah. Hi, Faison! Yeah, Woo! He totally embodies the character. Whoa. He likes stage jokes. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that a second. Go. Anyway. And Bobby Moynihan. Moynihan. The, He's a cool guy. What's his character's name? Orca, Orca, Orca. That's it. Orca. Yeah.
1: So, so they come out on the panel, and they were they were all pretty pumped about the panel. They
0: were. It was it was super cool. What happened started.
1: like before the panel even started, as so they were like coming up on stage, Donald
0: and. Bobby decided to jump off the stage and start running around the whole audience. High-fiving people and all this other stuff. Which doesn't – like, I I pointed this out. It's kind of weird how the the cast members perfectly embody their character. They Uh, act like their character. Especially Susie McGrath. Or wait, no. Oh, she does too. That's Tam. Myrna. Yes. And and Myrna Velasco. Velasco. Myrna. Yeah, it's She has
1: the hair of the buns
0: like Toradoza. and she's all oh, hyper and like it's
1: it's crazy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <And> I wonder.
1: <sighs> <laughs> do or oh, do not. There is no it has nothing
0: to do with it, but... Uh, yeah, I, no, I, I it's... All right, so, so let's go. Yeah, so basically the early portion of the panel, and I mean the majority of the panel, was devoted to the roots of the series, uh, like the look and the timeline, and, and just, you know, just the background stuff, talking about the panel. But it felt very, like... Rebels remembered, feel yeah. just, but which is fine. You know, they 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 need to talk about talking about their the characters, talking about yeah. their interactions, things that happened in season one. Because it was just right. basically like you said, Rebels remembered, but like the old Rebels panels, like the season four right. one that we went to. Yeah, they were mainly talking about season three, you know, and they're like, "Hey, you want to see an episode?" And boom, they yeah, it was right. it was pretty cool. So.
1: I, lo- I thought it was hilarious when they when Donald and Bobby got back up on stage, uh-huh. that Bobby looked like he was dying on the stage. <laughs> get, you guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. And he's, a, you know, he's a comedian. If you don't know who Bobby Mindahan is, he's on Saturday Night Live and a bunch of other stuff like that. But he's like, he, like, they, like, kept, finally they, like, realized the moderator was sort of like, something's up here, dude. It was uh, David Collins yeah. that moderated it. it. was a really cool guy. Um, and, um. Bobby was like, I think I broke my leg <laughs> jumping off the stage. He literally looked like he was in pain. And like for the next like five minutes, uh, I couldn't take my eyes off the guy, because I'm wondering if he's going to have to leave the, sh- the, the stage. I thought that he was dying um, up there. And he he finished the panel, bad. and he looked fine by the end. But for a few minutes, I think he was really in some significant pain <laughs> on it. So anyway, that
0: was funny. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I mean, it was cool. They were talking about how like early on, like how early they were starting the series. I think it was like 2015. they started working on it Hmm. crazy 2015 so that would put it like way back
1: in the timeline of movies and storylines and stuff, like they were planning something for the future. I don't Ah. know. That's like when The Force Awakens came out. I don't
0: know. Could be. switched like 13
1: acts. I know. I don't know. I'm I'm so exhausted. I swear. I'm like at work. I'm doing this all day. They're like, holy cow, how much coffee have you had? They literally (laughs) asked me that today. I'm like, no more than usual. And they're like, what is wrong with you? I was like, I was, like, singing songs. I played the Barney song over the music thing. It was unreal today. <laughs> I was like, sung. forget it. I'm going to have some. You have
0: sung your rendition of the Barney song. No, I'm not allowed to sing <laughs> so, that. It's um, not family-friendly. I mean, I have curse I saw, words in it, but this, it's pretty violent. So. I saw this mean... It was like I was babysitting my friend's kid or something like that. She's like four. And she's like, I accidentally gave her uh, iced coffee instead of chocolate milk. And oh. then it says twelve forty seven a.m. Bad feeling about it's this. It says twelve forty seven a.m. She's doing a headstand up against the wall, like upside down. This is madness. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Um, but so, anyway, yeah. Wait. No, they they were talking about how early on they started it and the look they were going for with it and how Dave um, Filoni really really helped with. That. He was thinking about doing the. Show and then he gave it over. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, okay. it, was, it was super cool, though. Lots of fun. Lots, uh, lots of good
1: info. Nothing, I mean, like revolutionary. No. But lots of fun to hear them yeah, tell it was their cool stories. To hear that. And how geeked out they were to be in Star Wars. Right. Um, With that. So, do, would you stop? Oh, the mic isn't right. It's perfect. It picks up. Remember, we used one mic for everything in Star Wars at Celebration.
0: Right, That's in Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars. So, Star during Wars. the panel, uh, cast members shared some thoughts on their characters, but. Also what it means to be a part of Star Wars, part of the Star Wars universe. It was awesome. Um, With SNL alumni Bobby Moynihan being in the cast, it also meant a reference or two to Drunk Uncle. To his Drunk Uncle. I'm trying to remember what the Drunk Uncle was.
1: Do you remember the Drunk Uncle?
0: Nope. Oh! Well, they were talking about how, like, what if, what would uh, Orca, not Orca, yeah, Orca... Like, if he had a drunk uncle, what me'd he say or something like that? Okay. I don't know. We don't get it. It was cool. Yeah. Uh, it was Over cool to our see. head. We, yeah. don't think we don't have to, Well... Never <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to talk about yeah. drunk uncles now. Okay. <laughs> They're right. Anyway, our patch.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. A little too close to home there. Uh, no, but it was cool to see, you know, to hear how passionate all the, the actors were about their characters and how, you know, shocked... How shocked and honored they were to be a part of Star Wars. Um, yeah, it was yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, it, again, nothing like revolutionary, but it was cool to see how how happy they were. Mm. Um, then uh, executive producer Justin Ridge uh, confirmed. He he said, "I can safely say that like Force." Hold on hold, can- on, hold on, hold on. Ah, spoiler alert! Ah, spoiler! Ah, ah, um. He says, I can safely say that like The Force Awakens into The Last Jedi, which is continuous, our season one and season two is also continuous.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So
0: what he's saying, it picks
1: up literally um, at the second that season one ended. Right. Which we can safely confirm is true because of what happened at Lake uh-huh. Lake. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What's interesting, though, is... They, it was in the context of asking about how it overlapped, the season one, the ending, overlapped with The Force Awakens. Right. And they're picking up where the final events of The Force Awakens are taking place, is what right. they confirmed. Which means my timeline still works, my idea still works from oh my gosh, a few weeks ago. give it a rest. Um, but, oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry, just
0: not. <laughs> I've still got the crumb crud. <laughs> <laughs> I just need the little drip. I don't know how to do this. Oh, that's beautiful.
1: awesome. Hey, flavor staver. Alright. Uh, um
0: oh.
1: uh, so <laughs> ah! Okay, okay, okay. So what that means is that the events of season two are going to overlap with the events of the last Jedi. Right. So we could still see this is the key. Alright. Come on. Come on, get ready for it. We could still see Kaz and the Colossus and Yeager and Doza and all them receive the respon- the the signal from Leia on Crate, which was a big part of my theory originally. It could still happen on screen in season two. I'm calling
0: it. It's happening, baby. I am right. They don't have to receive all right, all right. the message. We're down. We're down. They said that they're close to the car. No, they're on their way to the car. Well, they you said that they're... They're trying. They're now, okay. But anyway, how do you... Relatively right? close. Keep going. Moving. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Collins then asked... David about, Collins. That's David, the guy that's... That, right, that, right, that. right. The cool guy. guy. Mm. Uh, then asked about the status of Tam mm. Uh When we last saw Tam, she was leaving... I with, got a bad feeling uh, about this. But if you haven't seen the end of season one, then, you know, that's We're call. sorry. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> that's what they basically said during Yeah. They're during at the, the panel, panel, and they give so many spoilers, they're like... Oh, by the way, if you haven't seen the end of Resistance, why are you even here? Right. Yeah. But anyway, that, anyway, it's not
1: fair because people in, in foreign countries haven't seen the end of it yet because it hasn't aired in some countries. Why? I know. It's ridiculous. Anyway. Fix that, Disney.
0: All right. When we last saw Tam, she was leaving the Colossus on a First Order ship. Um, Ridge. Oh, yeah. I was trying to figure out Justin. Justin Ridge yeah. danced around the question for as long as he could until letting fans know that they could see for themselves in the premiere oh! of of oh, the second season's episode. To say that everyone was applauding and on their feet would be wouldn't be an understatement because the galaxy stage, the largest outside of the celebration stage, was roaring. It was nuts. The place went. I mean, because like like the first forty five minutes of the panel was them talking about season one, and we hadn't gotten any news about season two, and, and it then was when we were the trying sneak, to get some season two. Sneak peek. right? And we were when when David was trying to ask get some information about season two. They wouldn't. They weren't it. answering. So we we're like, "Well, this is kind of pointless." And then he's like, "Well, why don't you just see for yourselves?" And then you know, it, it kind of you know made everything okay.
1: So needless to say, we have seen season two, episode one. Yes. And in an, in the interest of you guys who haven't, which the majority of you. Have not seen. Yeah, We are not going to break down this episode until it airs on TV. Okay, we will. So you can Um, watch it it ourselves. No, because we're going to watch it, even though it may burn us on the. But let without spoiling anything, start with you, BB Nate. Give your feedback on whether whether or not you enjoyed that episode and if um, it's good. I really
0: a I really enjoyed the episode and b. Um, they really make droids terrifying. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, careful. All right. That's I, I imagine is. this is how cast members feel. I know. This just is it, it feels like that. Looking that over at, like, Dave or whatever, like, is it okay if I say this? Like, yeah, because during the whole episode nine panels or, like, the big ones, they would always look at the directors or something and Maybe say, like, hey, hey, is, is this, this okay? Is okay?
1: <laughs> or then, most, like, in the Clone Wars panel, it was just, like, Dave Filoni pulling his hat down over his face because he was so frustrated right. with the thing. But at Rebels,
0: that. they were still asking Dave, is Okay, if I see this the, this, the show's over. You know what I mean? <laughs> that kind of thing. All right, Sam, um, what did you think
1: about season two, episode one? It's getting good, y'all. It's getting yeah. good, y'all. Y'all, if you have not watched Star Wars Resistance season one, go watch it. Right now. And in the interest Pause of this podcast just as a joke.
0: Okay, what is gatekeeping?
1: Gatekeeping, okay. So gatekeeping is something that's happening all over Star Wars fandom. We're like, I've been a fan since the original trilogy. And uh, since 1977, I saw it in the theaters, blah, blah, blah. And And... You know, I'm a I'm a true fan. Or if you don't like it, this you're not a true. So fan. So what does that have to do
0: with gatekeeping?
1: They call that's the 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 term oh, for saying I'm more of a fan than you, or you can't be a fan because oh, you're guarding came the, into gate the gate. Yeah, you because, guys, you can't say you're a real fan if you've uh, only come in since the Disney era, or that kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And so it, it's always a joke whenever we say it. No, anyone can be a Star Wars fan, even if this is the the first thing you saw was. An episode of Star Wars Resistance. You're still a Star Wars fan. It was That's
0: true. Like we were saying, it, it was such a kids' show. And even on the panel, they said it got yeah. much darker. Yeah, they did. The further it yeah. went. But and in the, the majority of, of everyone at the, th- the thing were adults. But. If
1: your joke, if it, my joke is this, if you don't watch start season one Star Wars Resistance, then you can't call yourself a true fan. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kidding. But um, watch the stinking show. All right. Is that pretty much it? Yeah. We cover everything. So we've got details on how to build your own lightsaber. Oh, I heard about this. Crazy Uncle George has revealed his favorite Star Wars character. And Knights of the Old Republic may be reborn. It's time for hot takes.
0: This is where the fun begins. Well, you want the bad news or the really bad news?
1: Impressive. Every word in that sentence was wrong. New buttons off there, okay. So, we know how fans will build lightsabers at Galaxy's what? Edge. I heard about this. Have you, have you heard about this? No, no, it's gonna be it. flipping amazing. I know it's gonna be so <laughs> expensive. All right, BB I'll tell you, and our viewers and listeners, okay. You ready? So, two different lightsaber shops will be available at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge when it opens at Disneyland in Anaheim, California. I know that
0: one of them is gonna be like. Zombies. You want
1: to you want to do this? I didn't know
0: that one of those How about I keep going here? I'm sure it'll be
1: the same in Orlando when they open that one. The first is called Dok Ondar's Den of Antiquities. Okay, and it will sell a series of ten legacy lightsabers uh, based on famous blades from Star Wars canon. So it's like,
0: um, like if um, inhabitants of Batu. Made their versions of what Luke's lightsaber would look like,
1: or you can go and uh, we found this lightsaber somewhere, and you can mm-hmm. pretend like you're buying one of these characters' lightsabers. Okay, I or think something you. like that. Cool. Uh, there, uh, I only have one, two, three, four, five. S- I think seven. I don't know. I did, not or maybe six. I don't have. I didn't get the list of all of them, but we know they're going to have Ahsoka Tano's, mm-hmm. Darth Vader, both.
0: So I don't know. Just move,
1: you... Darth Maul. That'll be a pretty flippin' amazing and probably
0: super expensive
1: one because uh, double laser and all that. Mace Windu, <coughs> Kylo I mean. Ren with the hilt, uh, side things and all that, and Luke Skywalker's. Okay, now the the custom blades are come from a different place. They're, they're from Savvy's Workshop. That's the one you were thinking of okay. Uh, and it will allow fans to build their own lightsaber. From a discrete collection of parts. Hmm. So this is the way it's supposed to work. Uh, building one will be part of an intimate, small group... It's like church. Uh, small group experience inside the park. Before entering the build chamber at Savi's workshop, guests must first choose from one of four types of lightsaber kits. Options include the Jedi-focused Peace and Justice set... Uh, the Sith-focused power and control assortment, the more naturalistic elemental nature set, and the mysterious protection and defense kit. I'm
0: doing the mysterious one.
1: Once inside the build chamber, cast members called Guardians will arrive and offer a choice of three differently colored kyber crystals. Okay? Okay. Um, BB Nate. Uh, first of the Legacy Sabers, which one would you want? Oh, Ahsoka's. I really? Those are cool. The smaller blades uh, from Ahsoka. What about you, BB or Samuel? Was that? there
0: Luke on there? Luke Skywalker. Yeah, I want Luke His Return of the Jedi. Jedi one.
1: Yeah, I love
0: that one. That Wait, that kind of matches up with the Empire still with the Emperor still being alive. Why they, do you say if that? If they go with that, if they go with everything here being canon. Since Luke Skywalker's New Hope is with Rey, and Return of the Jedi's is with them. I yeah, I don't know. I'm not tracking. I'm not tracking. Let's, yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't know. I'm let's not, just let's not just, following what you're Let's thinking, just right continue. Right? But we'll talk about that on the next one. Okay. Um I mean I would I would think having like, if Ben Kenobi, Obi-Wan Kenobi's is on there somewhere, that would be cool for me. Yeah. All right. So, um, and then, as far as, like, the Savvy's Workshop, uh, Samuel L. Hutt, peace and justice, sith focus, power and control, naturalistic elemental nature, or protection and defense? Protection
0: and defense. Why? Because it sounds cool. And it's <laughs> mysterious. I want a cool-looking saber. I want, like, the... This, this really reminds me... It about, sounds like Great Jedi-ish. Ish. This really reminds me of that one episode in uh, Clone Wars where yeah the paddle. the Padawans are fighting their kind of yeah well that's what art. it's supposed to be and then they're building it and I want um if it's if it's what I'm thinking about I want the. Naturalist. It yeah, You're thinking of the, the elemental one. nature yeah. set? Yeah. Why? Because the the, the Wookiees so was like a wood hill. Oh, it was wow. really interesting and cool. And it didn't burn even though... It, yeah, that That's was pretty Wookiee's cool. Part. It's made from like a... I forget what the It was called. cool. Here's what's interesting about this to me is because
1: they call the Jedi set the Peace and Justice set, mm-hmm. right? But the mysterious one is... Protection and defense, but then if you go back to Empire Strikes yeah. Back, Yoda tells Luke a Jedi uses the Force for knowledge and defense. Knowledge and defense. It feels like right. He's the the Jedi are off in, right in this,
0: which is uh, on purpose. I'm sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. it sounds very gray Jedi ish, which I like, and so I want the mysterious one. Cool. And right. yeah, how broke am I going to be by when by, I if we
1: ever get to Galaxy's Edge? We're going to have to take out um, a small loan, uh, yeah, personal a personal loan, a million dollars, to cover everything, just just to get there for one. Um, anyway, um, next one, George Lucas named his favorite Star Wars character. You guys were there for this. You guys remember this, right? Oh, yeah.
0: This was cool. So this
1: was at the um, Phantom Menace 20th anniversary panel on this past Monday. It feels like it's been two weeks ago. Um, but it's been three or four days. Yeah, uh, since eh, we were there. Yeah, It's felt like a uh, lot. Yeah, the man who dreamed up Star the Star Wars universe and brought it to life on the big screen says that of all the iconic characters that he conjured up, the one he most loved is. I got a bad feeling about gonna this. Going to keep using that one all day. Jar Jar Binks. Hmm. He said that Jar, that Phantom Menace is his favorite in one of the movies, and Jar Jar Binks is his favorite character. So, BB Nate, what do you have to say about that?
0: good for him yeah, everybody can have opinions even so, the yeah <laughs> so if he wants to say that Phantom and Roger Binks are his
1: favorites so be it so now, can we then can we now call him and say that he's not a true Star Wars fan no we can't okay um yeah hold on here's
0: one here's a good one for that hold on.
1: impressive every word in that sentence was wrong
0: okay
1: Samuel Lohat what do you think about this
0: oh I, I mean I think that's cool I Part of me thinks that maybe he's just doing it to like spite the fans who reacted badly to it, but I mean I, I, that's cool. You can have his opinion. I I don't I don't really know what to say.
1: But. Well, let's talk about just the panel because we didn't really talk about the Phantom Menace panel. We didn't do our podcast on it, and we don't have to get into details. There wasn't much to it. No, it was no. more of just a hey, this is the Phantom Menace. Here's some fun stories. Ian McDiarmid was kind of cool, yeah, um, talking about the Emperor and that character <coughs> and how. He, ha, I one of the things that I thought was pretty neat from that was how uh, some of the cast members themselves didn't know that Palpatine and Darth Sidious were the same act, that he was playing both of them. Right. Or that they were the same person, which is a really interesting because that's the kind of the goal right. of that first one is that Darth Sidious is, is that can maybe take a break and drink later. You're, this is what they hear. All right. Um, sorry, I'm tired and I apologize for being grumpy. I'm gonna try not to be grumpy sorry. the rest of the show. I'm sorry, you guys forgive me. It's fine. Maybe. Okay. All right. Um, but then, um, yeah, it was on there that George Lucas uh, made this this comment. But let's talk about the Ahmed Best moment. That was, like, probably one of the best moments of the entire con. They're kind of similar to what happened with Kelly Marie Tran on Friday morning at the Episode 9 panel. But Sam, Abibine, why don't you kind of tell our, our listeners and our viewers um, what happened with Ahmed Best.
0: So on the we got what we wanted a the same ovation for him. Then everybody started chanting his name while clapping for him while standing up. That was it, that it was, was really cool. that was really cool. Cool yeah. moment, yeah. And, it, and later on, he went on record in an interview and said he was having a hard time keeping it together
1: mm-hmm. um, with that, which is an awesome moment uh, for him. So, uh, yeah, I think it's cool. You know, hey, what Jar Jar Binks is a cool character. If you if you want to, he's a Sith too. That's right. And he's mom's favorite character from The Family um, Menace. Yeah. and the, the mom's favorite
0: character? P- yeah.
1: I think so. She likes Jar Jar Binks. So. That's cool too. He's good in my book. All right, um, Lucasfilm considering a Knights of the Old Republic. Project. It's been predicting this for a while. Well, it's been talked about for a while, but they have not said anything specific. Lucasfilm hasn't confirmed anything until now. They didn't really confirm it. it They said that Knights
0: of the Old Republic is
1: on the table. Let's talk about it. Kathleen Kennedy confirmed a rumor about developing something related to BioWare's classic role-playing game, Star Wars Knights. The Old Republic. This is the quote a question and then answer. Knights of the Old Republic, a lot of fans want to see that. Is there any development of that? MTV reporter Josh Horowitz asked Kennedy during Star Wars celebration last weekend. Okay, this is what she responded with. You know, we talk about that all the time. Yes, we are developing something to look at. Right now, I have no idea where things might fall. But we have to be careful that there is a cadence to Star Wars that doesn't start to feel like too much. What's cadence? Like, there's got to be a rhythm to it. Um, You know, Uh, like, there was a rhythm. I think that this, just as an aside, this is referencing, we had Force Awakens December 2015. We had um, the last, uh, Rogue One December 2016. We had The Last Jedi December 2017. And then they switched things up. And with May of 2018 with Solo, it didn't perform the way that they wanted. They didn't do anything last December. And now it's going to be all the way to December of 2019 before we get the, the, uh, the rise of Skywalker, episode 9. Right. What I think that she's referring here is it would have been a better cadence, a better rhythm for them to have done... The uh, solo a Star Wars story this last December instead of previous May and that's the cadence yeah. they're saying we just want to keep it going keep it rhythmic that
0: kind of so thing so since they want to keep it like that do you think that these movies or whatever it's going to be is going to be released exclusively for Disney Plus what movies are we
1: talking about like the Knights of the Knights World of Republic, Republic. Stuff? it's very possible I don't think we know they don't want to have a, a box office situation like Solo happen again that's yeah, what they're worried no, no. about um, we don't have a crystal ball, she said. You know, we tried a little bit with Solo to see if we could do two movies in a year and whether or not there really was an opportunity for that, that and we felt that's not going to work. Yeah. Confirming what we just talked about. So we backed off that a little bit, but it doesn't mean that we don't think lo- about lots of different stories because that's the exciting thing about this universe. All right. Samuel Lohat. will Hat. Will we see something Knights of the Old Republic? And if we do, on what Uh, media, what format will we see it?
0: Yes. Mm. I'm having a tough time deciding between a movie, um, scratch the movie, a TV series, uh, feeling sort of like Game of Thrones, but, you know, Star Wars, uh, acceptable. I'm having a hard time deciding between that or games. They yeah, I don't the think they'll do
1: another format. game. You don't think so? Not at the Knights of the Old. No, all they could do is lose in a game format because the the the, uh, the 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 passionate fans, as it relates to Knights of the Old Republic, will always compare it to that game, and the nostalgia of that game is going to override anything they do in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, think Battlefront Two. Um, they had the old Battlefront Two. <laughs> They came out with the new version of it, and people are just constantly saying they wanted to play the old version. Okay, it. so I think it's the same situation there. Um, BB Nate, will they do Knights of the Old Republic, and if they do, what format?
0: Yes, but I'm a little confused. Okay. Because Knights of the Old Republic is centered around choose your own story. Um, They'll go with a light side story. I understand that. But even after that, they have a lot of choose-your-own-places. Choose yeah, I don't think you're do. going to
1: get in that format. I know. I think what you're going to get is some of the grandiose Darth Revan, Darth Bane. You'll get the characters. Uh, those types of characters that are bringing, brought back into canon. Their
0: stories told with a fresh twist, uh, very Thrawn-like. That's what I think yeah. you'll see. What I'm thinking of is I think that they're going to be doing a continuation
1: of the story. What do you mean a continuation of which of which story? The stories from the, the stories from the they can't do that, but they got to make those canon then, and those are canon. So how do we do that? I think you've got the right idea. They're trying to figure out how to bring those characters and those stories in, but make them new and fresh and their own. And I think that's what we're going to see. What format do you, do you see? Uh, movies, like big screen or Disney Plus movies. Big screen, really? I
0: think it would There's hit
1: the box hands. office well. So then the question I have for that is, is that what Benioff and Weiss are working on? Yes. Yes. All right. I think you're right. And I think that she's trying to be cute about it. But I think that's what's going to happen. So... All right. You know, it's hard to believe that only a week ago, when we're recording this at least, we didn't even know the title of episode nine. Tonight, we finally will take time to break down the teaser trailer for The Rise of Skywalker. And as far as teasers goes. This one brings up a lot of questions, so let's do it. Rebellions are built on hope.
0: If you live long enough, you see the same eyes in different people.
1: I find your lack of faith disturbing. Yeah, so anyway, all right. Um, yeah, so anyway, you <laughs> had our offline discussion that you guys got picked up on on that. Sorry about that. All right, so um, it's hard to, you know, we talked about the Episode 9 panel. We broke it down with Adam Lance Garcia. You should check out that episode. Uh, we broke it down with Chatter Squadron. You should check out that episode. Uh, so you, if you don't know what happened on the panel, then, you know, Go figure it out from that. Uh, let's set it up. Though we're standing there or we're sitting there in the in the Arena with a few thousand other massive Star Wars fans, and JJ finally says, "Let's show a trailer." Um, and they begin to play it um, for. Uh, let's just uh, have that experience together. We're going to watch it again and give some, a little bit of our commentary uh, while we watch it. You guys, can you see it?
0: <laughs>
1: yes. I don't. No, we gotta go to the back it up. Alright, here we go. There we go. So, the Lucasfilm Every single one out. of the te- teasers so far has started off with heavy breathing. Now, you see Ray standing across in white, her white costume, let's talk about that later, standing across the d- desert scene. It's very We've reminiscent. we
0: on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now. So we're fairly getting four skies to
1: Because that's a new... But this is your oh fight. Goodness, yeah. Every generation has a legend. Which is from the original Phantom Menace trailer. Which yeah. is cool. Every saga has a beginning. A, beginning. a beginning. Every yeah. They literally said every generation. It does not okay. Yeah, it says it. Okay, so you've got obviously a tie. Is a what is it?
0: It is um, no, anti striker striker Oh, that was some amazing cinematography though when they pan across the country Yeah. It looks so good.
1: And then you have this scene. <laughs> Ray looks like she's running away from Kylo Ren, is what you're assuming. And then she backflips over the thing. Oh my gosh. All right, so now we've got a ship flying into in Like a dark scene on a planet. We'll talk about that in a minute. Kylo Ren body slamming somebody with his lightsaber. It was amazing. Um, it's hard to keep up with everything on the screen. There's Lando. That's Landers Lab. Flying Falcon and Chewie. That was awesome. The saga comes to an end on the screen. Jet troopers. Jet Trooper, Jump, Jump Trooper, Jump troopers. There's the medal of oh, Leia embracing Rey. Yes, No one's ever really gone. We've <laughs> Because chills every time. Yeah, you have the blue Star Wars logo. It separates with the title Rise of Skywalker. Oh, what nice. an awesome moment. That oh! in the room. But they tell, tell our listeners in case they've been like... In a coma or under a rock for the entire time. Um, what happened oh, after that?
0: So E. Under- McDermott came out and said Well yeah, the whole
1: screen whole okay, gotta gotta set it up, gotta
0: gotta sell it. Explain what happened on some stage. Oh, so everybody's you know freaking out to like it was insane. And the lights that they have that normally behind the cast or people that go up on the panel was completely red. And I thought that I had to do something with the trailer or something with it. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of a cool thing. Then Ian McDermott comes out and says, roll well, it again. Like, well, well, It was like a minute before he was able yeah, to get Yeah, because what's
1: going on while he, yeah, he comes so, out on stage? We're
0: all freaking out, and then we see the silhouette of a guy on the stage. And we're trying to figure out who this person could be. Um, and then the lights come up, and you see it's Ian McDermott, And, it, it, and play
1: the Emperor right. if you're new to Star
0: Wars. Um, And it's just kind of silent for a second. And then we all start freaking out. And he kept trying to bring the mic up to say something, but we just kept cheering. I mean, it was a good 30 seconds to oh, at least before he was yeah. able to get a word in. And, and then he, he just says mm-hmm. three words. And yeah, he yeah, he's it.
1: snickering the whole time. Right.
0: He's like, "Roll it again. That's all yeah, he says. It. And then he walks it's off again. the stage. Yeah. And he's so well,
1: amazing. And did you guys see him? He dropped the mic. Oh, <laughs> He's like, did a mic drop and walked off the stage <laughs> um, with it. And then they show the trailer again. Uh, all right. So, so that was pretty so awesome. Let's break this thing down. Methodically. Okay, I spent some time. You can see on Twitter my detailed notes. Um, I put it up today. Um, anyway, it was like a three by five piece of notebook paper that I wrote down notes uh, on uh, for this episode. But um, Trying to look busy. So we start off, and we were talking about it during the uh, while the trailer was playing a minute ago. Um, but you open up with the Heavy Breathing, which goes all the way back to what, Samuel? Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Who's doing it in that one? Finn. Finn. Okay. And so what do we see in the Force Awakens trailer there? How does the very first teaser trailer of the Force Awakens open?
0: Heavy, black screen, Lucasfilm logo, Heavy Breathing from Finn. Mm-hmm. And then Finn comes up in a Stormtrooper costume on a desert planet. Desert planet.
1: Yeah. He's like with this panicked look on his face. Right. right? So you get in this one, you get Heavy Breathing, Lucasfilm logo, you see Ray in her white costume.
0: Uh, I th- it's it's almost identical to her Jacku costume. Yeah, it's, it's like mo- I think it's
1: it. a modified version of it. It's got a different collar, uh, but uh, it's, it's and it has a hood too. Yeah, it it's the so same cool. one, but it's a little different. Right. Okay, it's like she's added pieces to it uh-huh. um, and washed it. it. We'll talk about that in a minute. I think there's a reason they had to go down that path. Oh, uh, I, don't I know that, but um, she doesn't look panicked. But it's the same imagery. She's standing there on a desert planet all yeah. in white. It looks like she's trying to calm herself down. Yeah, she's calling. And you hear in the background... A TIE fighter. A, yeah, a, tie, it's really uh, a sil- tie, TIE... What is it called? Silencer.
0: But it looks different than a TIE silencer in The Last Jedi.
1: Yeah. So if you hear this going anyway. on. You have the voiceover from Luke Skywalker. One of the first things that you hear is we've passed... We've passed on all we know. Yeah. Okay. Now, you said during the uh, trailer that was playing a minute
0: ago that we know one thing from this. What is that? Uh, Luke's going to be a Force ghost because uh, we heard new dialogue. And is him. that Luke Force ghost talking to Yoda? Well,
1: what yeah. What's happening? Weave me? Is he talking? Uh, that's a really good point, BBD. I hadn't thought of it from that perspective. I made the assumption he's talking to Rey. No, I never thought that. Oh, yeah. I Because of what he says, the fight is now yours, he says to her later. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this, so I had this impression that he was talking to Ray, which then makes me wonder who's the we? Is she interacting with Obi Wan, Yoda, Qui Gon, and Luke? Are we having like the Haunted Mansion meets Star Wars? Like we joked about it with Chatter Squad. I mean, I wouldn't mind it though. It'd be kind of cool. It'd be really cool. <laughs> Anakin. uh do we see Force Ghost Anakin? Who's the Weave that they're talking about? That I thought. He's saying that that this collection has passed on everything they've done. I known. feel like a thousand years be... of Jedi knowledge is now within you. Nice he says you. to, to Ray.
0: Yeah, I feel like it would be. He was talking to Yoda in that weave because he had more of a connection with Yoda in his knowledge. I think he'd be because, talking to Yoda, Obi Wan. Well, if you think about it, Yoda was the one that burnt down the tree with the knowledge in it yeah I so in that. the knowledge standpoint of Star Wars with Luke it was more of a connection with Yoda and from what he learned mostly I think he's talking to Ray
1: and I think that we have seen Ray in training excuse me with several of the Force ghosts getting trained over the years we know one thing they said on the panel um, I'm not sure we brought this up on a previous episode when we talked with the other groups uh, but there's a significant time la- a br- break right. between The Last Jedi and the rise of Skywalker. Like, I'm thinking three, four, five years. I'm thinking five. Potentially. Um, with this. And so she's been getting trained by them this entire time. Um, And so I think that that's what's going on with that. But you guys, you're not convinced that that's the way it is? Maybe. Not necessarily. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> All right. Then you know he goes on and keeps talking. A thousand years of Jedi knowledge is within you, that kind of thing. And then he says, "It's your fight now." Okay, <laughs> what's this fight that we're trying? We're we're being
0: led to believe is what's going on here. Well, the Force Awakens—the only fight that's been going on for years—the Sith, the fight between the light side and the dark side. So
1: he's passing on, like, this fight for the light side or whatever right. to her? The battle that's been going on since episode one. So you guys are thinking, like, big 30,000-foot view with that? Or are we talking about, about what a, a Kanata, very
0: specific fight? I'm oh. thinking of the, what Maz Kanata said in takadana The only, like she said, the only fight that's been going on to Finn. Oh, that's I hadn't
1: remembered that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it kinda of then also makes me think thinking as to where this could be going. I've seen the same eyes in different yeah. people. Maybe we're gonna see that play itself out. All right. Um and then we see it shift. Okay, okay, so let's talk about the flip.
0: Yeah.
1: All right, so explain for again what happens in that Samuel Lass.
0: So you see that uh, Kylo Ren's tie silencer or Shiger interceptor, or whatever it is. I think I think it's an interceptor. Anyway, it's flying down the desert at Rey, and she turns around, getting ready to run. Kind of looks back. Judges that it's the right time, she starts sprinting off in the other dress, direction. I right? thought she's gonna outrun the tie. I thought, yeah, I thought we were gonna see like a episode one Phantom Menace where they sprint down the hall, but it, they didn't. It was just normal running speed. Anyway, she's running back, and the tie silencer is almost up on her, and she does a backflip. This massive backflip over the thing, and if you you can tell because they cut they fade out um, of the scene, but you can tell where the scene's going. She's holding her lightsaber at lightsaber at an angle to where it will cut the ship. See, I haven't half. heard anybody else talk about that idea of cutting the ship in half. Well, not necessarily in half, but like cutting it open or damaging it somehow, because her her saber is pointed down towards the cockpit. So, see, I,
1: what I'm hearing from a lot of other podcasts and things is that. She's, it's like, it's like a red herring. It makes you think that she's getting ready to attack the ship. But what she's really going to do is they're actually, now this is Kylo Ren or, or Ben Solo on the side of Ky, of Rey and vice versa. And she's going to land on top of the ship. It's the end of her training and she's landing on top of the ship and they're going to fly away. I think that's silly. I hate that. That's stupid. What do you no. think about that idea? That's, that's no. not right. Cause no. why would she
0: take the lightsaber out? Yeah. Yeah. Like like so that. you
1: think that she's going to,
0: like, a, cut it open, and that's going to start the fight between her and Kyle. There's going to be this massive battle in the desert, and that's what starts it. She cuts him out of the ship. You know, it crashes down or whatever. He walks out of the flaming wreckage, and then this awesome fight happens. I'm good with that.
1: All right. Um, and then it flips. All right. So it switches to a new scene a different scene we haven't had yet and it's a dark scene there's these mountains this canyon type of thing going into like a, a little a city a city or maybe even a, was, a village yeah, of some sort
0: whatever the What's planet that? was on in Rogue One it kind of looks like that That's moment I where the was.
1: they go to, to where Galen Erso's lab is yeah, um, in
0: in oh, uh, Rogue One, it yeah. looks
1: like that type of a scene. It's not—I don't think it's the same planet, no, but it so. feels that same way. When I it yeah. a
0: city? I didn't think it was.
1: Yeah, so it's a little village or city or something like that. Um, but have you guys seen the yes. comparisons pictures BB-8 b- uh, for the ship? Yeah. So explain explain to our listeners um, why
0: why that's caught people's attention. Well, because it looks a lot like Ray's. Ship in her vision when she's been dropped off to Unkar Plot. Looks like in the Force her, Awakens, her, her Force Back ship. vision. Her parents'
1: ship. Yeah, so if you recall on that, you know, she's like, No, no! And you know, Unkar Plot's big fat hand is reaching down uh, to her and she's screaming. And you look up in the sky and you see a, the, or what's assumed to be her parents' uh, spacecraft flying away. And it looks like, do, do you think it looks? It looks
0: pretty dang similar to the one in the uh, trailer. Yeah, I think it I think it looks like it, too. Do you? Yeah, I agree.
1: Okay, so... It's pretty close. Does that mean we're getting backstory on race parents? If that's the same ship, yes. Or do you think that's a flashback? Or do we think that that's news information about race parents? Like, it our parents are still around. It would be new
0: information. Not new information, information but
1: new... No, but, like, this is, like, they're still around.
0: Uh, No, flashback. I'm getting a flashback vibe. What about you, bb I agree. Okay, all right.
1: Uh, So then um, it flips over to this forest scene. It's like the forest is on fire, right? And we see Kylo Ren running through the forest, and he, like, takes his lightsaber, which is fully ignited. And And he's holding it in a
0: reverse grip, which is interesting. Yeah, he is holding it. Which he was holding that in the poster as well. Um, That's true. Very good. And he started using it at the end of The Last Jedi, so yeah. he's probably going to start he using a him. lot of reverse grip, which would be kind of cool because you don't see a
1: Doesn't Ahsoka Tano use a reverse grip? Uh, Ahsoka?
0: Did he use that in The Force Awakens as well? Nah,
1: uh, no. I don't recall <laughs> them using that. But
0: yeah, pretty much Ahsoka is the only other one who's really known for doing that. So cool. to see Kylo would do that would be pretty neat. It's kind of a movie. nice little anyway. tie back there. Um, anyway, he's running through it, what does he do with it? He punches a guy in the stomach with a cross guard and like like lifts him up and like body slams him on the ground. It was it was pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, it was a pretty amazing. But did you guys notice or what not necessarily notice what was there but what wasn't there on his Kyle Red. Okay, he's not wearing his helmet. That's an important thing because we're going to come to that in a minute, but what else? He didn't have a scar. That's the what a lot of people that are trying to get like think, well, zoomed in are, are talking about, that there's no scar.
0: We, we saw in the promo photos that they were showing before, he was all dirtied up in some cockpit. But I saw the scar. But it was very faint. Was it? Which I think he has it in this trailer, but it's just super faint. Like it's been healing kind of like what we
1: start to see in the last jedi right like, but it, even like, the medical qu- droid the, is working the
0: last jedi was a few hours after that. yeah oh yeah absolutely this has probably been a few years so there's going to be a scar but i feel like it's healed a lot so it's hard to see in like a but he's not wearing things. his mask obviously. no he's not
1: um with that uh do you, the person that he takes out who do you think it is i think it's just some insurgency soldier like a rebellion yeah, resistance something soldier like or something like that some people think it's one of the knights of Ren. I, think it's I, some, I, no I, I, don't I
0: don't think
1: it's a knights of Ren. That he's taking out not at all no okay It kind of looks like the same guy that he kills, almost the same moment in the flashback
0: where he like stabs him through. Yeah, Yeah, maybe. I I don't know. I don't know. That flashback's still confusing me. Hopefully, we'll get some answers. Hopefully. I'm on it.
1: Um, And then it flips to the mask. Yeah, uh, which we know was crushed and destroyed and shattered into a thousand pieces in the Last Jedi. But they're bringing it back. Now, Jason Ward making Star Wars broke this all the way back in December, I think, as when he broke this, that the mask was going to be repaired. Um, now, he suggested that it was going to be parts of Darth Vader's mask that Which were used. may still be the case. It could be. Um, and then this red, red something. No, it just said red something or other is used to hold it together. That's what we know. You see the mask. Um, you see hands putting it together. The assumption is... That Kylo, that's Kylo Ren's but hands, that. but when you take a closer look at it, BB-8, what do you notice? It, it's not Kylo Ren's hands because they're very furry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like I don't necessarily call them furry; just, just old, hairy, old, shriveled, and lots of hair. Yeah. Whose hands are those? If they're not Kylo Ren's,
0: mm. I had the feeling he's going to have some sort of. Not a henchman, necessarily, but sort of a, a character like... Kind of like what Vader had in Rogue One when he let him know that clinic was there. Oh, sort yeah. of, but like I'm thinking more of... I don't remember if you remember uh, from The Lord of the Rings, like, Wormtongue. Tongue. yeah. That yeah. guy, sort of like that guy was to Sauron, sort of this, like... Um, guy who's feeding uh Kylo these bad ideas. He's like he repairs the mask and is like, here you should use this, it's gonna be better for you. Um, you know, kind of feeding him these these ideas, which kind of brings me to another idea. Maybe that pro- that person is a projection of the emperor who okay. kind of well, ideas right. there. But um, I, I I kinda have that feeling, some little guy underneath him feeding him stuff. I don't know. That's just my idea. Probably okay. going way too in-depth
1: here. but No, that's, that's interesting. Um, and then some suggest, I'm not sure if it was from an article or a reporter, just a fan theory, that what's being used, that red stuff that's being used to hold the masks together, might be... Kyber crystals. Kyber crystals. What's like the implications if they are kyber crystals, <laughs> from your perspective?
0: Mm-hmm. Very deep connection with the Force. Because not only is he going to have a lightsaber with it, but he's going to have his head surrounded by kyber crystals. Which I feel like is going to amplify his connection to the Force. Yeah. Would, would you like that, BB Nate? Do you think? Well, I would be fine with it. I think it's an interesting idea. Something new that we haven't seen. I think it's cool. Which is something that
1: they try to do in every movie. They try to introduce new things with support. Especially the force. new
0: force, like power yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so
1: that, that would be interesting. And then it moves over to um, someone. Holding a gold medal. I thought that, that was Leia. It, it, it looks like Leia. It, was Leia. it looks like Leia. Is Leia holding it? Yeah, yeah it I'm like almost it. certainly. What? What? Obviously, what is that harkening back to,
0: BB Nate? So tell her. Episode four. The end. I mean, yeah, four. episode four. At the end no, of the, awards, the, Episode four. The award ceremonies. The medals. We don't know whose medal it was. Oh, it was Chewbacca's.
1: I don't think it was Chewbacca's at all. Who do you think <laughs> it is? Oh, well, I know. Chewbacca got one in the comics. I know. Okay. Hans.
0: Yeah, and I think he, it's Hans. He probably had it stashed away in some drawer in the Falcon or something. Yeah. Or in the trash can.
1: Okay. Um, and then we see immediately following that you have this moment, which I think is one of the most emotional moments of the entire teaser. Yeah. Um, you have um, you see Leia. Um, it's a kind of a mashup in some ways. Um, her hair kind of looks like. Last Jedi Leia hair, but her costume is um, from Force Awakens. Awakens. And the hair looked the same to
0: go with that costume as well from Hmm. Force Awakens. I thought it looked like it was different. What did you think? I, I thought it looked the same as Force Awakens. Okay, maybe I'm wrong, but one the, they're
1: they're she's embracing uh, Ray, mm-hmm. and you turn around and see Ray and her. Uh, you see her perspective, and
0: it's not like an already filmed scene where they were already embracing each other. Maybe Leia was embracing Ray, but they had to reshoot it because she has her new costume on with the hood.
1: But her costume is similar
0: enough, very similar,
1: that you could you could CGI a hood. Or something mm-hmm. like that on there, and, and that goes back to why I think she's different. why she's wearing this costume uh, in this movie. I think they probably would have come up with something different had we not yeah. had the tragedy. But
0: I like the idea of her new costume. It's her. It's embodies her because we that's how we see her in the Force Awakens. But it's also got. The Jedi elements to it with the hood, which seeing, I can just oh, that's kind of a, cool idea. Her.
1: Putting a putting a hood on it so, like, it's a Jedi. Right.
0: I, ju- I just envisioning her in that costume with the hood on would look really cool. That would but, be cool. Um, Can't wait to see it. Yeah, um, with it.
1: Are they on Takadana Are they on, I think uh, on the planet? same
0: planet that we've seen all the promos from? Yeah, so, so, so there's, there's, that... been on a, there's been a Bunch of promos released for the fort on in a, like a forest during the panel, and Kylo Ren is on a forest planet. We yeah. see, the, but the forest is burning. Maybe we see that's... the Millennium
1: Falcon in a forest. Yeah, with... we
0: see the tent of V four. yeah, in the forest. Hold on to that idea. I want to talk about that element you kind you of see thing. Ray and so... straining with like a big stick. Yeah. So what planet is this that we're on? It's an, it's either a new planet or it's Yavin four. I don't okay. think it's Yavin 4.
1: Well, I mean, if you're dealing with uh, pl- uh, a blockade runner like the Tantive 4, it could be the, the Tantive 4 from Rogue One and, and A New Hope um, that's on this planet. And if
0: you play um, Battlefront 2 on, on Tantive 4, or not Tantive 4, I'm sorry, I, Yavin, 3, yeah. Yavin 4, it's a very similar um, area, which was very jungle um, and the hangar that the Tantive V4 is in is, looks a lot like the architecture that you see all throughout, uh, yeah, before.
1: Okay, we'll come back to that. Remind me about that, okay? Um, and then they switches to an ocean sea. Like you've got you've got some action stuff on some battles and, and things like that, which we talked about on the trailer. Uh, but that happens so fast you don't really get to see. Any. It's more of like just I get handy. to see Dio. He was cool. Yeah, I mean it's cool. But the next big money shot in the in the trailer is you've got Ray Finn. Poe, R2, Chewie, R R2, two C, and three PO, and they're all standing in this like grassy field, and then it you, you go behind them, so you're seeing them from the front, and then you turn behind them and you look from their perspective. And what do you see, BB Nate? Uh,
0: a death, a wreckage of a Death Star. We don't know which one. Yeah. Um, what's and the like? What's the scenery? It's show? kind of like an ocean, dark, gloomy,
1: waves and crashing and on the shore. Hill, yeah. That kind of thing. And it looks like the ruins of a Death Star. Yes. One or two? Two. Has to be two. I why, was, is it,
0: why does it have to be two? Well, the Emperor, we heard his laugh. That means that he might be alive. I'm sure he is alive, and so that would make sense if it was two. Um, people might be thinking, oh, Endor is such a foresty place, which might be the other place that they're at on with the forest. Yeah, Endor was a moon, wasn't it? Yeah. It was so the main planet may be very
1: oceany. Okay, so yeah, so so there's there's some d- discrepancies on that. I like where you're going. I think that, that you're on the right track. It, that the Death Star that it's likely has to be because of what we see next. So you hear you hear Luke say, "No one has ever really gone." Obviously, there's a line.
0: That's from the the last Jedi, the end of the and last he Jedi says that too. To Leia. Leia,
1: Leia. Leia, Leia. What's it in context of though? Han, Han.
0: Uh, ben. No,
1: no, 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 no. It's about, yeah. It's about how Ben... Leia's, he's too far gone, he's unredeemable. I think it's important that we acknowledge that moment because they're bringing it back in the first exposure to this new movie. It's this Leia's moment of he's unredeemable, he's too far gone, and then Luke says no one's ever really gone. You hear that again here, but then it cuts to... Black screen,
0: and then the Emperor's laugh. Yeah, the cackle, right? It was a long cackle. It was. It was pretty. It was was chilling.
1: Um, It was amazing. We need to make it a sound effect. I need to get that. Yeah. Um. So let's kind of talk about the the ramifications. You see the title. Title is the Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Go back. Let's talk. uh, Uh. Ben Demption, Raylo. Do we see hints of it in this trailer, Samuel?
0: Mm, No. You don't think so? I don't see any. But we see hints of it in the panel. Okay, explain. So they kind of touch on the Raylo thing. Daisy, you know, blasts, like pushes it off really quickly. Yeah. But John Boyega is kind of smirking and like trying to hold a laugh and, and that kind of stuff as you see. So that might mean something. It's good. just a kind of a guess. Okay. So. Ben
1: Demption? Any, any chance for Ben Demption? No one's ever really gone. No. We've got that back in the storyline again. You don't see that in this trailer? No, I don't see that. Okay, so does that mean that it's out of the movie, or do we just not have that in the trailer?
0: Uh, I don't want to make any final decisions about the movie, but I it's just not. It's definitely not in the, the trailer. Okay, what about you, bb date No, it's not in the trailer. Uh, I don't think that he's going to be doing that, because if Palpatine's back, and then Ben gets redeemed. I feel like people could start saying, "Hey," so that means that everybody's not really gone, and people could start blasting it out of proportions with it. So, okay, um, let's
1: see. <laughs> Whose hands is it that we think is repairing this? We talked about that a little bit. Is it the right? Could it be the Emperor? Maybe. Is the Emperor putting this back together for Kylo Ren in order to? Uh, be a part of what he's trying to accomplish.
0: I like my advisor idea. Actually, I've never thought about that. The advisor's like a creation of the Emperor. Like by the Emperor or something. So he's Um, still manipulating it, but behind the scenes.
1: So on the Death Star situation, um, there's nine moons... Over Endor, okay. And in Return of the Jedi, my understanding is that when you see the shot of you see the moon of, of the, the the forest moon of Endor, and then you see Endor itself, mm-hmm. it's clearly visible on Endor that there are oceans. Right. So it seems to me that it makes sense that this is Endor because of the connection to Palpatine. Walk our listeners through again why it would be important for there to be a physical location. Um, associated with Palpatine in this movie. Alright, crash course of Sith
0: forest ghosts. Look at them. I, I can do that guy. I know, help Uh End of Clone Wars, well, season 6. Uh, Yoda's on some mission, I forget what, for, but he comes across a forest ghost of Darth Bane who is confined to this, I think it's his coffin, or something like that. But he can only go past his co- he can only He's tethered to his coffin. So it's important that the Emperor's on Death Star 2 because that's where he was killed by Vader when he got thrown down the shaft in Return of the Jedi. So it makes sense for the Death Star 2 to be the Death Star that we're seeing because, and the Emperor. It just kind of fits better because the Emperor needs a physical place. That would be Death Star 2. Got it. Actually, somebody just tweeted out
1: pictures of those of this location. So there's all suggestion that they're indoor, is what this person is. Oh, anyway, okay. Um, Convenient. Let's talk about the title. Finish it up with that. Quote title. What theory? Uh, Theories have come up from that. Okay. So the the rise of Skywalker. Who is Skywalker? Not what you want, but what do you think is actually happening in this? Anakin. Is that what you want? or That's is That's what you I think, think
0: it is. Explain. I think it's going to be a very strange and very surreal force-ghost battle. Oh, could you imagine just this epic force battle? Like, unlike anything With, we've ever seen Anakin before. Between Anakin and M- the Emperor fighting in the Death Star for the last time. It, using these force abilities we've never seen before. And, and, and Anakin at his... Strongest strongest and being young and when right before Palpatine took him over is the form that he's going to be seeing mm. destroying him, which would be awesome. That
1: moment in Revenge of the Sith mm-hmm. when Anakin fully realizes who Darth Sidious is. Right. And then tries and should him. have dealt with it. Mm-hmm.
0: And refuses to. And and doesn't. Yeah. Although, I'm thinking about a giant force battle, and I don't want it to start to feel too... Harry Potter. Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, or even... You won't necessarily get this, but Nathan will. Did some of our viewers and Maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe. Um, DC animated, like, Superman versus... Or or like Shazam versus Black Adam. You know, this big... They're flying. They're punching the crap out of each other. They're flying through buildings. I don't want to feel too obnoxious. I don't think it would be. I think it would be perfect for Star Wars. For something we don't really see, it would be an amazing way to show... Because this trilogy has all been about the extensions of force that we can use. And if we can see this battle, I'm not saying they're going to be throwing each other into the sides of the wreckage of the Death Star or into the water or something like that. I'm just saying they're going to be doing crazy stuff. Yeah, it's it's tough because most of the battles in uh, Star Wars between Force users are, for the most part, pretty elegant. You know? Lightsaber-driven, that kind of thing. That, hey, I mean, or even... Isn't elegant. you got to think of that. Yeah, he's...
1: Well, he was really elegant in Revenge of the Sith, but at this point we don't know what this is. Right. No, Okay. Let's come back to that, because I have... Uh, I want to speak into that a little bit more. You know, the prevailing theory that's, like, taken over the internet, uh, the Chatter Squadron guys, or Adam... I think, actually, Adam Lance Garcia... And Alex Damon, who spoke into it on our show as well, uh, both like this idea of the Skywalker at the end that's in the title is Ray taking on the title of Skywalker in a, the you know, I am a Skywalker like Luke before me. This new Jedi order that are now called Skywalkers. And that's what this is about. And it's taken over. Um, social media and fan theories and things like that over the last few days. I a I'm not really a fan. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan either. Um, and b when something in Star Wars becomes the prevailing theory, you could pretty much write it off that it's not <laughs> going to happen. Yeah. everyone in that sense was wrong. You know, the, the reality is I don't see if it's this telegraphed after one trailer. But the odds of it actually taking place like that. And this has been something that's been talked about for months now. That's this idea, This idea. I mean, Adam, I love, I love you. you, Adam. I, I know you listen to our show, and, and we appreciate you, and we think you're amazing. And I love the way that you fight for uh, how amazing of a movie The Last Jedi is. But you're wrong on this one. It's not going to happen. This Skywalker as a title thing is silly. Um, it doesn't I- work. It's too predictable now, and we would it would be unsatisfying at the end. Here's, I'll come back to that. All right, I'll, hold on. Nate has something he has. Okay, like, he's like he's like he, he just, doesn't just, say much. So when he like starts freaking out about wanting just, to say something, it's either really good or we're all gonna sit here and look at him like, what did you just say? Yeah. So
0: we've got to think of the ending titles for what we're doing. Yeah. So the Revenge of the Sith. Okay. So. Skywalker finally becomes a Sith and he's having revenge against Obi Wan and that kind of stuff. And that follows Anakin. When you gotta think, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, it's Luke, right? The Jedi's, Jedi. Luke's becoming a Jedi. Return of the Skywalker. Return of the Anakin being a Jedi. See, I like this idea. And the rise of Skywalker. I'm I, hitting on again. something.
1: Mm-hmm. This nine movie arc is about. Anakin right. Skywalker. Yes. The tr- prequels are about the fall of Anakin Skywalker. L- George Lucas, you go all the way back to the mid-90s when the VHS was first released as a box set. And he does this massive Leonard Maltin interview series, which is amazing. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> he makes it clear... That the story of the original trilogy is the redemption of Anakin Skywalker. He's the chosen one that's supposed to have brought balance to the Force. He fell. He failed. It's his redemption. I think that this arc, we're going to look back at the end, after Episode Nine, after The Rise of Skywalker, and we're going to be like, oh my gosh, Anakin has been a part of this from the beginning. Go back to The Force Awakens. Got to look at the right camera. Go back to The Force Awakens. Remember that mask. Remember Kylo. I will finish what you started. This is JJ telegraphing this stuff. Aftermath has Palpatine connections to it. All this stuff. The contingency in Battlefront. All of this stuff has Palpatine connections to it. Go back to the last Jedi. I'll end with that in a minute. I'll come back to that. I want to talk about this. I still think that resistance is a part of this. I don't think that the planet is Yavin. I think that the planet we see this is Batuu. I think it follows the pattern of Batuu. It's a forest. It's a Black Spire outpost, forest, all that. We've listened and read the Thrawn Alliance's book where we get the descriptions of it. You've seen some of the imagery of the city. Why is wreckage there? It's not wreckage. You recall, at the, now we're four or five years down the line from The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, right? Opening scene, Resistance Season 1, first scene, is a blockade runner where Leia is present on it. It's not the Tantive IV, but it's what she's using. I think they're on Bat Two, and I think that's the blockade runner and this is a red herring to try to throw us off because the big reveal is going to be the Resistance connection, the Battlefront 2 connection, the Galaxy's Edge connection, all of this stuff coming together and they're not ready to telegraph it yet. So they want us to think it's it's Yavin 4. They want us to think it's the first one in that and in the end it's going to bring it all together. The tying of it together is not going back to Yavin 4. The tying of this entire series of movies together that J.J. said from the beginning Is going to tie the prequels. It's going to tie the originals and the sequels all together is Anakin Skywalker. Now go back. I talked about this on the airplane when we were getting ready to take off, but I want to walk through it again. Uh, We were coming back from celebration. Snoke says something. Luke says something in The Last Jedi that tells us what's happening in Rise of Skywalker. Darkness rises and light to meet it. Okay? We're made to think... It's Kylo Ren. Is this darkness that's risen? The light to meet it is Ray, and it is. It's the balancing of the Force, but that and that's the primary message of Episode Eight of the Last Jedi. Is this idea of the Force is constantly trying to balance itself? Right? Luke says, "Powerful dark, powerful light." He says the same thing. Here's what I per- believe we. Missed because we didn't understand the whole story in The Last Jedi. That Snoke is powerful dark. You okay there, buddy? Mm-hmm. Okay, you all right? You sure? Got a headache or something? No, I'm good. Okay. Luke, Snoke is a powerful dark, and Luke is the one that's rising up to meet him. That's what even Snoke says that. Ray? No, he thought that it was going to be Luke that rises up against Kylo. Right? Kylo rises up, Ray rises up to meet him. In this movie, Palpatine is coming back. The ultimate Sith Lord. The one who has found the ability to cheat death. He rises up. We would think that Luke is the one that's going to rise from the dead in order to do that. That's not going to happen. It is the chosen one. Anakin is coming back. He is going to be the one. That will be the rise of Skywalker. The rise of Skywalker. The revenge of the Sith. The return of the Jedi, the Jedi meaning the the ultimate Jedi, Anakin. The rise of Skywalker, Hmm. which is what Palpatine calls him all throughout stuff. Skywalker, Skywalker, Skywalker. This is what we're going to see in this movie. Bank on it. What do you guys think? Great. I agree. I like it. All right. And the date is when we record this? April something, early April 17th, April April 18th It's April 18th, 2019 When it comes out, you heard it here first Alright Anything else you guys want to talk about?
0: Anything else? So, a Star Wars fan predicted Episode 9's title And Palpatine's return Back in 2012
1: That's crazy I don't even think he has his Twitter account anymore I think it's been cancelled, but people found the tweet Um, with it. What do you guys think about the fact that he called it Episode 7, The Rise of Skywalker, Palpatine is returning. What do you guys think about Hmm. that crazy stuff?
0: Maybe he got something or found some leakage or... Leakage? Like it's a diaper? No. No. Found something Oh, okay. That either rumored it or he found something in the Lucasfilm. What do you think? Is it pretty... Just a, just a wild, crazy guess. Yeah, I think you got lucky. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Um, Poe Dameron's comic book origins suggest that he may have abilities that will come out in the Rise of Skywalker. And what are these abilities? Force-sensitive abilities. It, it, it's, it's it's. Do you
1: think that? Do you recall anything from Poe Dameron's comics that
0: that I read? This?
1: No. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Do you think he's force-sensitive? Do you think they go down that path? No. No, no I think that would be silly. Okay, um, Oscar Isaac shares how to say Star Wars in Spanish. "Estarguars" is what he joked as it was, but uh, I mean, corrected himself. The more accurate is, "I am not bilingual." Um, is "La Guerra de las Galaxias"? I like Star
0: Wars better. Uh, would you? Because, yeah. like, when you're bringing up, hey, do you like Star Wars? It kind of it rolls off the tongue. But yes. Uh, do you like La Guerra
1: de las Galaxias? I don't know. It's kind of sexy. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. So let's talk about next week's podcast poll of the week. I mean, you mean this week's? This week's podcast, the one as you listen to this that's live on Twitter right now. Um, who is the Skywalker in the Rise of of Skywalker. And
0: why is an Anakin one of these choices?
1: Because I'm going to let people hear our theory and make their own decision. Is it Ray, Ben Solo, Luke Skywalker, or someone else? Comment below on that. Um, that pretty much uh, sums it up. Than, uh, we're on all social media channels uh, at Tatooine Sons. Well, I mean all the, the ones that we know how to use. Uh, Snapchat's not one of them. Um, we um, would love for you to subscribe. Whatever podcast service you're listening to this on, please take time to subscribe and give us a review. iTunes, Spotify, Spreaker. Are you getting ready to or something? All I right? felt like it. Okay. Um, Podbean, whatever you use it on, please, please, please subscribe. Download these things, listen to it, share it with your friends, uh, share it with other Star Wars fans. I think we know what we're talking about on this. And I, you want to be able to tell all of your friends next December that you were listening to this podcast that predicted that Anakin was coming back to battle Palpatine. And, and it'll probably get <laughs> taken down. No, we predicted this. It's going to happen. Um, and, uh, yeah, so let's do social media, iTunes. What else? are reviews. You got, um, you, got you got it. You got it. Patreon. Uh, until May the 4th, you have an opportunity to become a senior producer and get a special uh, personalized autographed photo of us, which is, I guess cool. I mean we think it would be fun to do. We want to personalize it so uh, we'd love for you to be a part of that. Listen we've got expenses. Um, If you like what we're doing on social media right now which I know that we've been able to share a lot more articles over the last week or so. uh, We're using a service that's going to cost us about $20 a month if we decide to keep using it. Um, We're having to use some other things that cost us money to do this podcast. I'm not asking you guys to do anything more than if you enjoy this podcast and you like what we do on social media to please consider sponsoring us on Patreon. uh, Becoming a producer at the $10 a month or above level is like an amazing thing that you can do. Um, We want to give you guys credit on that. So go to patreon.com backslash Tatooine Sons, where you can watch our welcome video, learn more. At the end of this, we're going to have, which one talked before? With Nathan uh, Samuel will be sharing how you can become a Patreon supporter and uh, about this he'll be on uh, in a little bit to do that but we want to give special thanks to the producers of this show you guys financially underwrite this show we couldn't do it without you you guys give us topics and suggestions I hope we answered those questions and those suggestions Eric and Roberto uh, on this episode I really feel like we did uh, we'd love to hear more feedback from you guys on that um, but our producers for this show um, our producers are Judy Jesse Eric McGillivray Ian Thompson Emily Hoffman and Justin Beeman and our senior producers for this Kate Disney Lugers thank you for becoming a new Patreon supporter and Roberto Moreno you guys are awesome we couldn't do this show without you and uh, you know if you love this show you can become a producer too go to Patreon and find out how I think that's it for the pitch Um, anything else you guys want to say May may
0: the force be with you
1: may the force be with you may the force be with you always this party's over
0: I like that walking. Don't get technical with me. Join, please.
1: Yep, yep.